Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. I really do appreciate it. Coming up on this show, we'll get a review of Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas, a ship that's based year-round in Port Canaveral and alternates eastern and western Caribbean sailings. So we'll get to Scott in just a couple of minutes. Don't forget about our Cruise Radio News Facebook group. Just search Cruise Radio News on Facebook. Facebook. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug at cruiseradio.net. Scott, his wife, and his two daughters just returned from Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas, a ship that's based year-round in Port Canaveral. And Scott's on the line right now. How's it going, Scott? Very good. How are you? Good, my friend. Now, uh, we'll talk all about Freedom of the Seas in just a couple of minutes here. But before we do that, let's take a step back and uh, give us some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail Freedom of the Seas? A couple reasons. Uh, We've been uh, sailing, uh, done a lot of cruises recently with the family on Disney and kind of looking for something a little bit different. Uh, We'd also had previously done a lot of Royal Caribbean cruises, so I wanted to uh, give a try and go back to Royal Caribbean after doing Disney for several years. Right. And uh, so we did, so we did that, and we had never sailed on the Freedom class. I'd been on uh, Radiance class and Oasis class, and so I wanted to try a new class and and uh, see what it was like. Very nice. So you're down in Tampa, and uh, the course the cruise went out of Port Canaveral. So logistically, uh, how did you get to the port? Uh, we drove over the morning of the cruise. The cruise left on Sunday, so we uh, get up a little bit early in the morning and, and head over. Now, do you normally park at the pier, or do you find like a third-party parking lot? We uh, normally park at the pier. Well, uh, you get to the pier, and it's time to embark Freedom of the Seas. So uh, how was embarkation for you? How was that process? Uh, we got there early. Uh, we like to get there early, you know, you know different reasons. Uh, we get over there, and so we got there early, thinking we kind of, you know, smooth get get on real smoothly. And unfortunately, we encountered we got through the check-in line real easy. Unfortunately, we encountered about an hour, hour and a half delay. Um, I guess the uh, Coast Guard decided to do a drill um, uh. on the ship, and so that uh, delayed onboarding. Uh, so we ended up sitting in the in the lounge for you know, about a little over an hour waiting to get on board. But, but uh, otherwise, real smooth check-in and uh, uh, you know, decent area to sit and wait, but uh, we didn't board right away. Nice. So once you stepped foot on Freedom of the Seas, what were your first impressions? Because this was the world's largest cruise ship just like a few years ago. Yeah, not too long, but probably longer than we think it was. <laughs> it's been yeah. around for a while. But, yeah, you know, my first impression was a little different. Like I said, I've been on Disney an awful lot, and when you walk on a Disney ship, you walk into their big, huge atrium, so you get that big, huge wow factor. And walked on Freedom, uh, you know, it's not there. But once we got to, you know, around the ship, and uh, I was really impressed by it. I love the artwork. I love the way it was designed and the, and the, the way in which, you know, it flowed. So I, I really enjoyed it once I got on board and, you know, got things figured out. It, it was it, it was excellent. Now, uh, your daughters, did they, were their eyes, like, popping out of their heads, or are they used to it because of Disney? Uh, they're very used to, you know, hopping yeah. on the cruise ship. They're very experienced cruisers because we love to do it with them. And, you know, so they just kind of follow us around. And, uh, you know, they're always asking, where's the kids' areas and where's yeah. the pool? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, of course. So you make your way to your stateroom. Uh, let me ask you, what kind of stateroom did you have? And what were your impressions of the accommodations? Um, it was a junior suite, mm-hmm. um, so we decided to go for with the, um, the little ones still in a pack-and-play, and, play and uh, we've done some regular-sized cabins, and we just like to have the extra room, and 
so we were really pleased with it. It's very wide and large, open, uh, really good space, uh, plenty of room to store stuff, uh, huge balcony, and uh, very comfortable. So we were very, very comfortable, very pleased with it. So you found enough space for like the luggage and all that and places to store the luggage, drawers, cabinets, and everything? Yep. Uh, you know, obviously, we spent a lot of time comparing you know, to, uh, uh, to Disney. Disney sure. doesn't really have a junior suite category, but uh, um, we've been in a couple of suites on Disney, and, and it, was, it was very comparable. Um, the, uh, the bathrooms, there's only a single bathroom, whereas Disney has a, a, a dual bathroom, which yeah. is much nicer when you've got kids. But all the luggage stored very well and plenty of places to put stuff. Very nice. So let's talk about food aboard Freedom of the Seas. And we'll start at the top at the Windjammer Cafe and work our way down. So how was the Windjammer for you? Uh, we love the Windjammer for breakfast. It's uh, something we do pretty much every day. Uh, we go up there for breakfast and really enjoy it. It uh, has a lot of variety. I'm a pretty basic breakfast person, but the kids and my wife are like trying different things from the meats and the salmon and the, all kinds of different things. And she loved that, and we ended up doing uh, um, dinner there once just to try out dinner, and I thought the dinner was uh, a pretty decent selection uh, uh, and uh, pretty good uh, flexibility. My wife tried the sushi. She wasn't super impressed with the sushi, but mm-hmm. um, but that's to be expected when they you know don't have a dedicated sushi uh, um, stand like some of the other Royal Caribbean ships do. Let's talk about the main dining room experience. So uh, first up, what kind of dining did you have? Um, regular. We just uh, had the planned. Uh, I don't know. Was it not just regular main seating? Uh, you know, normal like five thirty uh, uh, seating time. We didn't mm-hmm. do my time dining or anything else like that. How was the food in the main dining room? Outstanding. I, I actually, since we've been on Royal Caribbean, it's been several years, and you know the menus are pretty similar, but the food quality uh, definitely was. The, significant what we've had before and i would give it even a little bit above some of what we experienced with disney recently um you know the the, the, the food was excellent what uh what was your favorite dish in there um you know i i get escargot i'm a huge fan of uh-huh. escargot and they have it on the menu every night so i get a couple orders that every day and uh, but my favorite meal to, to, to eat is uh the surf and turf night and you have lobster and steak and and it was just excellent Nice. And did you uh, hit any of the specialty venues on board the ship? Yeah, we did. Uh, we uh, we love chops, so we uh, did chops one night. Obviously, you got to take some time and have some uh, husband and wife time, sure. and so we did that. And then we also tried the Mexican restaurant that they've added on a lot of the ships called Sabor. I'm not a big, huge Mexican fan, but uh, it was a really excellent experience. Uh, the margaritas were to, the, to die for. We just uh, spent a lot of time in there having some margaritas and and then, you know, the pre, pre-snacks and pre-chips and stuff like that, and then the meal was excellent. Is the Mexican joint, is that um, a la carte pricing? Uh, no, um, we did it for dinner, and it was a... Uh, um, like a twenty dollar, twenty five dollar uh, okay um, per person charge. I think lunchtime they do a la carte, but I'm not sure. Gotcha. Okay, very nice. And uh, let's switch gears here and move to entertainment. So uh, before we actually talk about the entertainment around the ship, let's go to the kids program. Uh, what did your kids think of the kids program? They loved it. I was worried. You know, I you know I run a lot of you know obviously experience with Disney, and we've got one that could go in the kids program. The other one, the little one, had to go into the. Royal Babies Nursery. So the nursery was outstanding. Uh, the the staff in there, you know, you know, adjust very well to the different ages and behaviors of the kids. And um, and so our little one had a great time. We put her in there an awful lot, and uh, we found that to be uh, very easy to deal with. Uh, scheduling, you have to schedule it uh, when you first get on board and get your slot. So they 
try to reserve, make sure everybody gets a fair amount of time. But once the ship gets going, uh, they're, they're pretty flexible. But they were full on some of the uh, formal nights and stuff like that, so you do have to book ahead of time. But in the other kids' programs, they open up most of the time. They have some fixed hours, but our daughter had an absolutely uh, joyful time. She'd come away from there all painted up and you know, met friends around the sh- uh, in there and then meet them again around the ship, and she really had a great time. And we could put her there, and she'd just stay in there all day if we, if we had to. Nice. Now switching gears to the adult entertainment, like the theater shows and the comedians and the music around the ship, how was all that? Um, we actually didn't get a chance to do a lot of the entertainment uh, uh-huh. with the the schedule we had, we tried to get, you know, kind of walk around the ship this time. The, the kids aren't into some of the theater shows. We did the one theater show, which is a, um, a Broadway-type show with, a, you know, kind of a fairy tales and stuff like that. And so that was a really, really good show, and the kids enjoyed that. And that was the only show we did. But uh, the entertainment, we kind of you know, like to take in uh, the entertainment in the various bars and the uh, Believe it or not, uh, my, my girls love to dance, so they'll find any reason where there's music and get out there and just start dancing with the adults. And that kind of became our you know, evening entertainment before we uh, put the girls down for the evening. And, and we just enjoyed uh, all the different bars and music that was going on all over the ship. Nice. Now, one thing that defines a cruise ship is how it handles during sea days as far as passenger flow by the pool and uh, both inside. So how was that? You know, I we hung out. Uh, the Freedom has the HQO zone, which is an area uh, kind of near the back of the ship where uh, it's like a splash zone, and and that's where our oldest hung out the entire time. Um, and that area, I thought, handled the the crowd pretty well as far as with the parents watching. And but even when we walked up into the more adulter areas, uh, it seemed like there was still plenty of room, very crowded, but the, you could walk through pretty easily. And the the bars weren't too bad getting drinks, and we had the, the bought the drink package, so we were making sure we took advantage of that every time we could. And I really like the Freedom's pools much better than Disney. A lot more room, a lot more places to, to hang out, uh, uh, and didn't feel crowded at, at all. Nice. So there was a nice flow then, both inside and out? Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Uh, the only challenge we had with some flow issues was the very first day in the Windjammer Cafe. Everybody goes up there, and that got a little crowded. And there were a couple other times in the cafe, but the but the outside decks and the solarium and all that, it just flowed very well. And uh, Even though the chip was at, at, at capacity, um, I didn't feel crowded at all. Now, on this cruise, it was a seven-night Western Caribbean, and you hit Cozumel. Uh, I'll let you tell me what, what port you hit, because I forgot. That's okay. Um, the first port we went is Labadee, which is their private island. Uh, we love that. It's a, kind of a beach day. Um, because we were in a junior suite, we were able to book ahead of time. We got one of their cabanas nice. and uh, hung out in one of the cabanas in one of the beaches there. We try, give that a try. We've done that cabana at uh, Disney's private island, so kind of wanted to compare and contrast that as well. And that was a good experience, very very nicely laid out, and the beach was, uh, um, you know, kind of crowded, but uh, it was still fun. I loved the water, loved the ocean. It was a quiet area, not their main beach that uh, a lot of people hang out on. So that was a great day. Um, and then after that, we uh, went to uh, Falmouth, uh, Jamaica. Uh, didn't... Uh, you really get off the ship there, except for just popped out on the port. My wife and I did just to see what it was like, but we don't have a lot of interest in a lot of the Dunn Falls and stuff yeah. like that that people do in Jamaica is not really appropriate for a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Sure. So you know, several years from, from now, we'll do all that stuff. So we didn't do much in Jamaica. 
Uh, Grand Cayman was next, and we pulled up, and they tried to bring the tenders because that's a tender port, and the, uh, the winds had been picking up because of that uh, hurricane. Joaquin was just forming north of Cuba when we were in Grand Cayman, and it was affecting uh, the, the, the tenders, and so they, they had to cancel that port because it was too dangerous for people to get on and off the tenders. So that turned into another sea day, which was nice. I love sea days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that was uh, Cozumel, and, and that, that was a great port. Did you do anything special in Cozumel, or you just kind of just hang out by the pier and do a little walking? Uh, no, Cozumel. We, my wife and I, are scuba divers certified. So uh-huh. we, when we do Western Caribbean, we bring our dive gear, nice. and we've got a, a friend of ours who runs a dive operation, and we hook up with them and uh, do a couple tank scuba dive, and while the kids stay on the ship, and and so we get to experience Cozumel scuba diving, which we absolutely love, and. And uh, enjoyed that for the day. So you make your way back to Port Canaveral. So how was disembarkation off of Freedom? Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, we always uh, uh, tell ourselves that we you know, we're, because we drove over, we're in no rush to get off. So we take our time, have a breakfast, and finish breakfast early. And um, they kind of pace things a little bit. And we were almost the last of the people to get off the ship. The the seemed like the terminal was having a little bit of difficulty getting through customs. So there was a little bit of a uh, a backlog, but not too bad, and mm-hmm. um, it kind of you know it moved at a slow pace, but we weren't in a hurry, so it didn't we didn't it didn't bother us too much. Nice. Do you have any first time maybe been there, done that tips for people sailing Freedom of the Seas? Um, you know, I thought about that because I've listened to your you know, your podcast a lot. I would say uh, for me, take your time, get to know the ship. Uh, the favorite side of the ship for us is the starboard side. For some reason, we ended up booking ports, and so. I think the starboard side gets a lot with the Western Caribbean where where it goes. You get a lot more views. So if you have a chance to do that, uh, um, taking the the, the the pool area, it's just an absolute uh, uh, fun time up there. The music is great, and uh, enjoy yourself and relax. You can either be a participant in all the activities, or or you can actually just sit and be a spectator. It's pretty neat how they have it laid out up there, where you can really see the activities going on and and uh, enjoy yourself and. The other thing, I'm a big flow rider fan. I, I keep practicing and practicing that. And so, uh, to, you know, give it a chance and uh, don't be afraid and you know, give the flow rider a try. Did you uh, jump in the boxing ring at all? I did not do the no. boxing ring. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about it, but uh, I, I stayed away from that. I, I spent my free time as much as I could, you know, with the kids or, uh, sure. or on the flow rider. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, before we ask you your final thoughts, you've you've sailed Disney Cruise Line a lot. How how would you compare the two uh, side by side as far as the overall experience? Yeah, it definitely was a, a, a compare and contrast for me. You know, it's every little thing you look at. Uh, I would give a you know a, a customer service is very very different and. On Disney, I, I didn't have much problem with the Royal Caribbean, but there's just a lot more um, attention to uh, what it is that you're doing, and a lot more, uh, I would say, cast member to guest ratio, where you see them a lot more. Sure. Uh, I, I was a little bit disappointed on the on the deck as far as uh, staff taking care of uh, the people and getting your orders, whereas Disney's always are always around. Uh, obviously, the kids' programs are very different and much more engaging with the cast members. For me, as an adult and a, and, a, and with kids, I, I I give the nod to Royal Caribbean because there's just a better mixture of uh, adult activities and kid activities uh, for the overall family. With the uh, you know the, the sports deck's just a lot more involved than in what Disney has, and the, the casino for the adult stuff. Uh, and then the kids' programs and the, the characters that they have, you know, it's not Disney characters, DreamWorks characters, but still the character experiences are, 
were, were, were outstanding. The kids had a lot of fun you know, with the parades and stuff like that that they do. And so I just uh, really was looking for some more stuff from an adult perspective, which is another reason why we, we wanted to give you know, Royal Caribbean a, a try again. Nice. Um, and then the cost of Royal Caribbean is a little bit less expensive than Disney. Yeah, yeah totally. So uh, in closing here then, what are your final thoughts of Freedom of the Seas? Uh, definitely would do the class again. Uh, you know, it's you're being out of Port Canaveral, uh, it's so easy to get it. Whether you're flying into Orlando, that was the the theme. And um, you know, uh, for me, I won't sail any any ship that doesn't have uh, a flow rider. So, <laughs> I, and I like the big ships, and so I thought it was a a good mixture with the um, the the activities on the deck and and the uh, the spaces to walk around and just to. Um, shop or do whatever you want to do in the entertainment venues. We're 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 very very variety of good variety of entertainment venues and uh, just had an excellent time. So nice. definitely we'll do it again. Very cool. We've been talking with Scott. Him and his family just returned from a seven night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Scott, my friend, thanks so much for being on the show and good talking to you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.